I wake up every day with gratitude. So if I wake up every day with gratitude, why would I not choose love? Why would I choose hate? Ooh, yeah. Hey, you got that choice. A lot of people choose hate on purpose. I, exactly. Why? So you got to ask yourself, why am I hating so much? Why am I so angry? Because they're not confident. But they got a lot of people have no idea. Why? Yeah. And it's so deep in their core because they've been raised by somebody that's angry and hate and they can't stand their life. Yep, it's a pattern. they got hurt. A, they got a generational. Something yes, happened to them yes, that yes. wasn't right, that wasn't fair, and now they're mad and they pissed off. They never met their dad. Now they're they mad and they pissed off. They don't even know why. And they say they don't care, but they really do care. Yeah. People love saying, I don't care. They avoid their emotions. Yes. Mm. They they And when you avoid those emotions, it, it builds inside of yep. you. Now you wake up mad. And then now you now you put that on your kids, and yeah. then they put that on you. Yeah. And you got a whole generation. Yeah. And you wake up with the distractions. You, you wake up. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming. This is episode four, and this episode is dedicated to all of the men out there. This day and age, most of our men, they are more reactionary than responsive. They don't have a high level of emotional intelligence. Some of our men are something you effeminate. They have a lot of feminine energy going on. Most of them not alpha males. And not saying if you not an alpha male that you you're not right or that you anything less of a man. But most of our men don't know how to be confident in their masculinity, and so that's why today we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, how to help you grow your emotional intelligence, how to know when to be responsive, how to be responsive instead of being reactionary and fighting and and just. Not having integrity in the things that you do, the things that you say and how you move. Not knowing how to treat a woman because uh, y'all don't know how to treat no women, most of y'all. So uh, this episode, I have the privilege and honor to speak with someone that he is a businessman, but he's so much more than that. He's a leader. He is a man of honor. He's a man of integrity. He's so willing to help and serve. He is... And like Abria, one of few that, and I'm, I'm going to give him his flowers now because I never really got the chance to. Give him my flowers. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. He played a big role in my journey of transformation. He worked at the high school that I went to. He was the dean of discipline there. And after almost getting in one fight, I remember sitting in his office and he told me, if you can't control your emotions, you can't control your money. And that phrase stuck with me and I'm so grateful for him because he's came to he's come to every event that I've had he's on this podcast he's brought me places when I didn't have transportation he took me to Houston a three-hour trip one time to take a flight to Florida just so I could learn something and so I could get better and it's words can't even describe how grateful I am for him and he's like one of the biggest vessels that God uses to teach me to guide me and to show me how to operate in a better lifestyle so please welcome Mr. Wilford Carter Carter Coach Carter what you want to be called (laughs) you're trying to make a person cry you're trying to do an Oprah thing right now I'm not trying to make you cry because it was like oh wow wow no but I'm I'm serious like like look at me in my eyes. Well, I don't want you I can't, to. Can't because you're gonna try to make I'm me not cry. trying to make you cry, but you are so willing to help, and it is so beautiful. And I don't know, is you got a spirit to you where you 
anytime you walk in the room, anybody could ha- be having a bad day and you're going to light up their day. And some people see it as annoying and I'm just grateful for it every time. You drove me to Houston. You came speak at my entrepreneur experience event. My first event, I did not know what I was doing. You're just so willing to show up and be there for people. And I don't think people give you the flowers that you deserve. And I am so grateful to have you on this podcast and to get the information that you have and the wisdom and the leadership and the guidance and share it with other people because it's 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 bigger than what you can see yeah. and it's needed. Yeah. So how you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm happy about myself right now. <laughs> I'm always happy. I'm always in a good mood. But I mean, let's be real. This podcast and what you're doing it never surprised me because ever since I met you years ago and talked to you as a kid, I'm like this girl's a lot more mature, mentally mature uh, than most kids. So I remember that one time you got an incident. That was just completely out of your character. You yeah. Knew that. Yeah. And so you always had a plan of going somewhere from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So even this podcast is uh it's it's even inspiring me. So you inspire me just as much as I inspire you. Yeah. You had my stuff too? Yeah. All the no, time. but I'm just So we feed off each other. Yeah, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Get y'all we some feed iron. Off each, other, <laughs> each other. That's important. And that's yeah. one of the things I always talk about. You gotta be around certain people in order to in order to grow, in order to expand. In order to challenge yourself as a mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people don't do that. They feel they're obligated or loyal to people that's around them that don't mean them any harm. Why do you think people do that? They stay in places that don't serve them just to stay loyal. Because it's a comfort zone. Like ah. you, you grew up with people that you've been around all your life, and this person has never really truly been a friend to you. Never yeah. gave feed into you. Never uh, supported you. But they, they tell you negative things or they see something negative about you. Yeah. Like if a person, you got a best friend or you got a friend that you've been around all your life and somebody says something negative about you on social media, mm-hmm. why would your friend show you that? Right. What benefit does that have to for you? You yeah. don't need to see that. If my friend, somebody says something negative about one of my friends, I'm not going to be the one to show them because mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't benefit them. It's going to upset them, mm-hmm. make them mad, mm-hmm. make me react. Well, what about if somebody say, well, I'm just – Telling them, making them aware of it. Yeah, they don't need to. For what? Why do you need to be aware? To know to not interact with that person anymore. Why would you? Well, if they're if there's a friend of theirs, I understand. But if it's not a friend of yours, some people say things about you you don't even know. Yeah. People say things about me haven't even never even met me. Yeah. I don't care what they say. Why? Because I've been born and raised that way. Because my mom gave me affirmations. My mom told me since I was a kid who I was and what I was going to be. I'm, I'm raised by a man that challenged that whole city. I'm raised by a man that challenged the whole state. Yeah. And became uh, the first black African-American uh, pres- uh, governor, not governor, first um, first judge in this area in southwest Louisiana. Yeah. So I saw, and everybody don't have that opportunity. Everybody don't have the opportunity to grow up right. and see right. and mimic somebody. My mom, everyone think I was outspoken because of my dad, but it was really because of my mom. My mom was a first grade teacher, and she 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 didn't back down from anyone. Mm-hmm. So I had a mom and dad did that. So I was fortunate enough to uh, be raised. It wasn't a perfect household, but it, it was it was very very good for me, and it was very nurturing for me, and it created the person I am today. Yeah, I think people do that also because of um, they grow up in a household or they have some kind of experience as a child to where somebody didn't treat them right. And they had to continue to please that person. So they don't acknowledge bad behavior when they're grown or remove it or address it because they feel like either they don't deserve better treatment or they just, they're programmed to stay in those conditions. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't speak for other coaches, but 
uh, if you don't know, I'm African American. I know some tendencies. Oh, we know. And some issues in African American culture yeah. that have been embedded enough in us that we do that we should not do. Yeah. Like we speak, uh, we don't speak upon negative things that happen in your family. We don't speak about money. We uh, we we embarrass or something bad happened to us. We don't I- express ourselves in front of our kids and show them how to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. When you're happy, how you handle that? And when you're sad, you're frustrated, you're mad, how do we handle those situations? And so when you get in those situations, um, they react in a in a way that will cost you. Yeah. Like I was trying to I was telling you earlier, you're not free. You're not truly free until you handle your emotions. Mm-hmm. Until you can control mm-hmm. how you feel. Yeah. You can be mad, it's okay. You can be sad. You can be you can be happy. You can be all those things. But until you know who you are and understand and practice and study tactics to handle your emotions, it's gonna it's gonna cost you money. Yeah. So take me back to where you before all of this emotional intelligence and this mindset and this thing you got going on, without all of that, did you did how were you living? Well, I knew I made a lot of mistakes when I was young. Like I, what? And, what, and what mistakes fact, did you make? Matter of fact, I was a grown man making mistakes. Okay. So I don't even know where I can start. Uh, the thrill of the emotions of getting excited, driving 105, 110 uh, miles an hour on the highway. Yeah. I'm in high school going to Baton Rouge to a football game. I know, to a basketball game. Yeah. So just that excitement and getting the gratification of excitement with my friends. We had seven people in the car. Okay, wow. That, that was silly. That was dumb. Yeah, yeah. And get pulled over. And still thought it was funny when I got pulled over. Did you get a ticket? I, I don't know. I got handcuffed. Ah, and then what? I got handcuffed. I got sent to the. I, I got uh, went to, to the police department. The guy said, "Look, we just gonna write you a ticket instead of putting you in jail," because they saw I had a scholarship and uh, I had my letterman jacket on. And so uh, me and my friends, we actually paid for the ticket at that time. We put all that money together, okay, and paid for the ticket. Which my dad got upset about that because then he um, the he didn't find out until he got the bill with our insurance and insurance. Oh, because uh, of the car insurance. Yeah. Okay, Which, okay. He was a judge. He could have got the ticket reduced or something like that. Yeah. So things like that. Uh, another emotional mistake was when I was uh, a generational curse with, with my father and other fathers that we chase women. We like women. We even got a reputation now. When I was young and I was an athlete, I dated a lot of women in college. Mm-hmm. I even dated a lot of women right up to my marriage, which ended my marriage because I wouldn't stop Looking at other women, or talking to other women. Okay. Couldn't t- until my first marriage that really humbled me and realized that I need to control me. I need to understand who I am. I need to start studying. We study about everything. Yeah. But certain things that we should study about, we never do. We never just study on how to uh, live in a family with other people, blended families. Okay. We never study about how to raise a child. Okay. We never study about our emotional intelligence, or how should we respond when other people do us wrong or if we got some type of tragedy. And only time people study it is when they actually in that type of field. Yep, yep. And we should study that. We should teach that in high school. Yeah, we should. We don't want to go about high school. No, we don't, because uh, you're going to blast some of y'all on there. Yeah, because I've been in education for 21 years. Okay. And, and it's very unfortunate that nothing in high school would teach you. No soft parity. skills. Nope. Yeah. Any social skills. It doesn't give you any financial skills. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get you a clear understanding of challenging your mind to think outside the box and real critical thinking yeah. of how to solve my actual problems. 
and just look at a career path. So you mentioned um, you got you got pulled over. Did you have any fights? Yeah, I got in quite a few fights in in high school. I used to enjoy fighting. It was actually fun. Really? Yeah, it was it, it was exciting. I was a, I was an athlete, so I loved the competition. Mm-hmm. And that was the ultimate competition. I remember the the last no, actually it's not the last fight I got into. I remember one fight when I was in. Uh, this is this is a perfect example of me not having control of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm in Mississippi. I played uh, football at Louisiana Tech. Me and uh, two of my other football players, we went to Mississippi because a friend lives in Jackson, Mississippi. We had a restaurant at a bar having drinks. I'm a senior at that time, and uh, I'm talking to some girls. You know, we 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 in great shape, so we having a good time. Yeah. Some Mississippi guys didn't like the fact that we were getting that attention to these girls, and they walk around even saying some, some things. I said, I know these farmers. I called everybody in the room farmers. I said, y'all from Mississippi, y'all must be farmers or former farmers. Yeah, I know <laughs> none of these farmers can do nothing to me. Uh-huh. So y'all need to sit down. And come. So I challenged pretty much yeah. grown men. I had no clue who they were. Yeah. Right? Because of my arrogance and my confidence of playing sports, and I didn't have the emotional intelligence to to clearly think this whole thing through. Yeah. So I walked out the, the um, out the place and uh, walked the girl to her, her car, got a phone number, and uh, believe it or not, that we, we didn't have cell phones. Okay. Okay. So we had to write the number down. Okay. Memorize the number. So uh, I turn around. It's three dudes. Say so what you said about us farmers. They beat you up. Oh, I got the best of one guy. After that, that was it. <laughs> I was getting whooped, getting kicked. And the thing is, they didn't. It was a while. Before my friends even noticed, uh-huh. and they uh they tried to hurry up and get outside, and the security guard locked the door and wouldn't let nobody outside. Wow! So it's it, it, they just got tired of beating me. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time I actually got beat. It took three dudes, but it's the only time I actually got beat. Okay. And uh, and it really wasn't that bad. That was weird, huh? Yeah. It really wasn't that bad. And All because of your arrogance. Because of my arrogance. And it didn't teach me anything. It didn't? No. Ah. No. So so what point taught you something? What experience? My divorce taught me something. Okay. And tell the, me about that. The, the, the biggest thing that shot me down in my arrogance, because keep in mind, I was a kid that was, that was had, I had both my parents. We lived in a fairly decent house. We, was, we were upper middle class. My dad was an attorney, then became a judge. My mom was a teacher. Uh, and I was an athlete. And I was a, a really good athlete. I had the fastest time in the nation. People were cheering me on since I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. So I got people excited to come see me as an athlete, which is that is a that is a that's a dangerous thing for a young athlete to have. We have a lot of athletes; they go way overboard because. Mm-hmm. So I began to build my arrogance, and when I went to college, as much as you lift and you work out, you you attract a, a pledge to the fraternity. And um, you attract these women and you attract this attention, it, it gets you a level of arrogance. And if you're not mature enough, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Yeah. Right? So, and I felt that way when I was in, in, when I was still married. And when I went to a divorce, uh, the judge took my kids away from me. And everybody know that knows me that I love my kids. I've been around my kids since birth. Mm. And uh, I watched them. I fed them. I'm the one that brought them to school. I'm the one that changed their diaper. So when they took my kids away from me, a month it broke you it broke me it broke me it showed me that it doesn't matter how smart you are how gifted you are how intelligent or, or tough you are the connections you have something can be taken away from you 
beyond your control. Yeah. And so it, it really humbled me. I remember the day I went to church, I was just crying, trying to figure out, you know, what did what what did I do? Uh, how did this happen to me? And then it just came to me. I guess I was praying. It came to me. God said, look at yourself. Wow. Yeah, look at yourself. So you had to self-reflect. Yeah. And so. Was that I, comfortable or was that uncomfortable? Was uncomfortable. How did you, how did you take uncomfortable. that? And then I started to get mad at myself and disappointed in myself. And like, you, this is not the best version of yourself. Yeah. And so when I started to realize, I, I, I let not only my kids down. I let, and my wife was amazing. My first wife was an amazing, amazing person, highly intelligent, gorgeous woman. She was everything a person. You weren't ready for her. No. And she was everything that I would ask God for in a wife. She was mm-hmm. everything. Wow. That's what she was. Wow. Right? And but but I wasn't ready because I was too arrogant. I didn't have emotional control. I uh I didn't have a clear direction for us. And I remember one time she told me, she said, You could be you really have the potential to be the perfect man. But you you can't leave women alone. And that's because I can't control my own emotions. Wow. So that generational curse. Yeah. With the women. Yeah. You you didn't grow up knowing how to teach a woman, right? How to teach a woman? I mean, sorry, how to treat a woman? Treat a woman. No, no. You you know how to treat them. You, you, but the the problem is it's certain women out there that you just don't need to be a part of. Okay. Okay. Now, like, I never lied to women. I never disrespected them. I never did all those things. But did you make them feel seen, heard, loved, and valued? Not all of them. No. No, because I put women in certain categories. And, and okay. that was wrong for that. Well, tell me about categories. You got to like, speak my language. Okay. And, and men know this. Men put certain women in categories. Okay. Some some women are married material. All right. And men, most men do this. Most women are based on how they care of themselves is how you would reflect and see that woman. So if a woman is behaving or acting a certain way, like I still look on my social media, I see girls half naked uh-huh. and, 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 and shaking and dancing in certain ways in front of everyone. Women going to see them and treat them in a certain way as opposed to a woman that's that's really trying to achieve more. They taking care. They looking good. They 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 make sure their appearance is amazing. They don't have a bond, bonded on the, in the airport. And, uh, you know, yeah. travel. So, so, so it's two different categories. You see one woman with a bonnet on an airport. Yeah. You look at her different than you see a woman dressed in a professional. Why? Why outfit. you look at her different? Because she don't got herself together. She got uh. more issues than you have. Oh. Because because she because she can't do her hair. Because she, she don't want to do it. <laughs> she can find somebody to do it. But she walk around with a bonnet on. Yeah. And think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't that not okay? Because I know a lot of people my age, they think that's okay, and I don't think it's okay. But you tell me why. It's not because your appearance is is very, very valuable. I said the other day, it shouldn't be your biggest asset because if it's your biggest asset, you're you, you going to. That's you, external. Yeah, you gonna, it's going to be some problems. Yeah, life, yeah. Right? So it, you, you got to, your appearance still will be judged or looked at. Your first appearance is the most important thing at first. Because when they see you, you tell a story. Mm. But if so, if you walking, what are you what are you telling with the bonnet? Yeah, on? yeah, yeah. The way the way I walk, people when I walk in a room, people know I, yeah. I'm confident about myself. Yeah, my shoulders is up because I'm looking. I'm looking at you in your eye. I'm looking at you in your face. Yeah, you. I don't know. I, I see a lot of people walk with their head down. Yeah, they look at the floor, the ground, the feet, whatever. Yeah. Study showed that. People that look at you, you look at people in their face, they rarely get robbed. 
Really? Yeah. So I walk. I, I remember I was in I was in Miami at a conference, and uh, it was late. Just left a party. Party with a bunch of bunch of people. that got a lot of money, bunch of money. We go. We I say I need some some water. I need I need some hydration. It's like two in the morning. They say, well, it's closed. We don't have any water. So you don't have water in the hotel. I said, well, mm-hmm. I go down the street to the gas station. I said, oh, sir, you can't just walk down the street by yourself. I said, well, I can't. Oh, it's too dangerous. Okay, it's too dangerous for you. Not yeah. too dangerous for me. Yeah. So I'm walking down the street. Somebody tried to rob you? No, I'm just, but I'm looking at them. How, okay. How you doing? <laughs> Make my out. move. How you doing? How you doing? I speak to him. Yeah, yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it walking. Keep it pushing. Yeah. I'm walking with my head. Oh, no, I, that's, that's, that's not a guy I want to deal with. So, so, but if I'm walking like this with my head down, shoulders, a little nervous, mm-hmm. you look like a victim. If you look like a victim, you're going to become one. Yes. Oh, you're dropping some game. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, so, take me back. If if there's a man watching, right, or a boy, yeah. wants to grow the emotional challenge. Like, okay, I get what you're saying, but how do I do it? Okay. So, Unfortunately, we don't have the the avenues. Some people got avenues to where I was fortunate enough to have my mother just continue to drill into me. Yeah, I am right, 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 to read right. At a young age, what I hated to read. So if you don't have that, there's a few things you need to do. First thing you need to do is surround yourself with as many confident people as you possibly can. If you don't have those people, create those people right in your cell phone. All right. You need to watch social media timeline. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing. If y'all social media timeline, something you're looking at most often is not um building you up, inspiring you, showing you something that you want to become. You need to unfollow those people. You need yes. to block those people, Absolutely. delete those messages. And you know, don't be like, I feel like a lot of them don't want to don't want to be the bad guy. Like, let's say they got a friend talk negative to them. They don't want to let them go because that's their friend. They don't have that yeah. that confidence to do that. Well, if you don't have the confidence, just start avoiding them more and more and more. Okay. Avoid them. It's Why so, not just have that tough conversation? Because they they might not be ready. Okay. I can have a tough conversation with, with almost anybody, all right? But they may not be ready to do it. So if you're not ready to do it, just avoid seeing them until they just get bored of trying to get you to come around. Yeah. All right? Yeah. But you have to start watching or mimicking, watching and mimicking confident people the only way you're gonna do it is if you see it mm-hmm. if you don't see it how, how can you be it yeah all right the next thing is very very important work out ah okay just work out if you if you if you if you're sad if you're depressed anything negative if you work out you're going to feel better and i'm not asking you to be some super bodybuilder do some push-ups now what if i was to say that's you avoiding your emotions you're not avoiding your emotions you're just working out Everybody needs to work out. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You run into emotion. It's hard to once you start consistently working out. Yeah. It's hard to be in a bad mood. Yeah, I understand. You know? uh, um, another thing, start thinking about this is why I always tell people I'm I never have a bad day. Because my mindset is different. You start shifting your mindset once you start reading positive things, uh affirmations about positive things, affirmations about yourself, but not just affirmations. You have to prove what those affirmations are. Mm-hmm. Working out is one of the things, mm-hmm. okay? The next thing is doing what you say you're going to do. Okay, so being a man it, of your word. Yes. Anytime you tell somebody something, never commit to too much that you can't do, but you move mountains to make sure you do what you say you're going to do and help as many people as you possibly can. That will build confidence. 
All these little things you you're gonna you're gonna continue to build confidence. Read if you just read, and if you don't even if you don't have time to read, I have Audible. I I, I read while I'm in my yeah, car. or listening to something while yes. you're driving. Something. Stop listening to negative things. Stop. That's one of the key things. Stop. Tell listening. me about the music. Okay, the music. Okay, if y'all didn't know, uh, the devil when he was an angel, he 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 made music. All right, did y'all y'all didn't know the devil was an angel at one time? Yeah, he's the rebel angel. He made music, so he's a very, very gifted person at putting him hidden things in music, demonic things in music. So when you're listening to music, it's, and people know negative music makes way more money than positive music. Absolutely, because of the so, culture. Yeah. So you got these these. Um, I don't want to offend other races, nope, but the majority but might as well of say people, it. Just say it. Be raw. You, you you got you got Jews. You got white people that own record labels. Yes, and they're pushing these young African African American yep. men to talk and speak upon negatively yep. about women. Yeah, uh, uh, about themselves. Yeah, about it's all about the other money. other men. Yeah, degrading uh, and, and and lifting things up that you shouldn't be lifting up. Right, Don't right. Don't get me wrong. I, right. I, money, money is a very good friend of mine. I never would disrespect But money. the intention behind but, it is wrong. Yes. So you cannot sell your soul for money. Right. So so once you start listening to that over and over and over and over, you you like two women. You bobbing your head woman. to it. You in agreement yeah. with it. Yeah. So so your subconscious mind is becoming agreement with all this negative thing. Absolutely. And so that that's, that's a huge, huge issue and a huge problem. That they don't realize they're doing to Yeah, themselves. I remember I had went speak to uh, one of the high schools here, to the boys, and I told yeah. them, I said, you are the most powerful, yet you are the most controlled yes. because of the music they listen to, like Young Boy and J.D. Young and people that bust his brains, blow his brains in. Uh, yeah. And it that's why they, they hurting each other, they killing each they other. They desensitize violence. Yes, 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 yes. So, and so, they're not proud of themselves. Um it, it subconsciously programs you to be in agreement with the things that you listen to. And some of them like, well, it's just music. It's not that serious, but they don't realize the importance yeah. of it. Well, it's always been, it's, it's, it's multiple studies, uh, psychological studies of, of if you control the mind, you control the person. Mm. You control the body. Yep. Yep. So how do you, how can you control someone's life by showing them, put certain systems in place, not just systems to make them have a disadvantage, and then you put them in a survival mode instead of a thriving mode. Oh, deep. So when you survive, you're trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. Your moral values are decreased. Yeah. So you have a baby. Let's say if I'm 17 years old and I got a baby and I got a, I, I got a young young girl pregnant and this this baby is starving and hungry and I'm from a I'm from a poverty area. I got to eat. I'm gonna eat. Yeah. So when your stomach hungry, and I keep telling people, listen, poor people, it's more poor people commit crime than rich people. Because they're in survival mode. Yes, they're in survival mode. It's a lot of problems. I had a kid I was mentoring. She asked me about a problem about what if uh, you're saving money and uh, and and something happens, like you're getting a wreck and you have to use that money. I said, baby, it's poor people's problem. I said, the best thing to do is, is gain wealth. Mm-hmm. She said, well, how do I do that? I said, well, learn to gain wealth. Be around rich people like me. Come on, hang out with me. I said, so so your mindset is different. So when you live in a survival mood, mode, People that live in survival mode have bad emotional issues. Uh-huh. They don't know how to control their emotions. So well, I'm sure you you get angry at times, right? Yeah. You get sad at times. Yeah. What do you do in those moments? Just breathe. Because one thing I do know, and this this is just through studying and knowing, whatever I'm mad about is not going to last forever. 
Okay. Whatever I'm disappointed about, it's not going to last forever. I know the majority of things people are mad about is not that it hurt them, it just inconvenienced them, or it failed, they failed my expectations. Uh, so I may have an expectation upon you, or I may have expectations on, on, my, on my son or, or in someone else, and they didn't meet that expectations. Now I'm mad. Right. I'm mad. I created that expectation. Yes, yes. People create false expectations yes. on people and get mad when they don't meet them. Yes. So, yeah. so the, the, this, and, and it, 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 look, listen, I'm not perfect. It just came from a lot of things that I failed upon, and I said, let me study. Mm-hmm. So 99% of the things you're mad about, it's created in your mind. Yep. It's not even the action. It's not even what you thought it was or whatever it is. So you really need to evaluate, Am I really? what am I really mad about? What is the issue about me? And I've, I've gotten mad. I've, I've said things that, that I regretted saying, but I've just gotten a lot better since I'm older. Yeah. And it's a process. And I turn, after that first divorce, I made a determination that uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be this person. So, and, and I started to study about mind control controls the body, the mind controls the emotions. So if you control your mind, you're going to control your emotions. If you control your mind, you're going to control your health, you're going to control your body. And uh, if you start to focus on building massive wealth, you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And you can put in a position of confidence. You can put in a position. I wanted to be in a position that I had the freedom to walk away from any job. Yeah, good, good. So, give me a book. First book they should read. Uh, Rich Dad Poor. What emotional? Well, emotional book? intelligence. Um, you got um habits, atomic habits. Okay, atomic that's a good habits one. talk about the the brain and how the brain work. Uh, it's another book called Human Behavior. I got a bunch of books in my in my phone. It's another book called Human Behavior. Okay, studying the behavior of humans. This was funny. Most major corporations, they study that. Mm-hmm. They know how you behave. They know that if you put flavor in uh, alcohol, uh, black people would, would study. If you put flavor in smoke, they would they would buy it. Yep. You get a, a rap artist. They or control, athlete, man. It, it would, it, you will follow. All you got to yeah. do is put certain things, make it seem cool in hip-hop, they'll follow. Yeah. So once you start reading the, the behavior of, uh, of people, you're going to be like, whoa, I, I'm doing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I need to stop. Wow. So you just educate. When you're educating yourself and learning other people's behavior, it's also just teaching you. So so you need those two books. It's really, really, really Atomic Habits. It's a really, really big, good book. Okay. But everyone needs to start evaluating themselves and educating themselves on who what their weakness is. Okay. Why weakness? Because we love to look at and identify our strengths. And we try to avoid our weakness. And I'm not even telling you to make yourself better of your weakness. I'm saying know, know them. Know them. And then start looking at. Surrounding yourself with people that, yeah. that are Look strong in that area. Yeah. Look at your family, your mom and dad, or whoever raised you, the environment you're in. Start studying their weakness because whatever their weakness are, there's a strong chance that you have the same weakness. Yeah. And so it's not your job to, to help them, but you will inspire others by. Yeah. You know, looking at your weakness and knowing how to handle it. Everyone has triggers. You have a trigger that makes you mad. You have a trigger that makes you sad. What's your trigger? You identify your trigger, huh? <laughs> What's one of your triggers? Uh, one of my triggers when when people, well, is a perfect example. When my, me and my dad, and we call it ever getting an argument. We, we got in an argument what, two days ago because he told me I couldn't do it. Uh, 
it was a motion that needed to be filed. Okay, okay. And he said, you need a lawyer. Because my dad is a lawyer now. Okay. He's a retired judge. He's a lawyer. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't need a lawyer. I said, I said uh, artificial intelligence can be a lawyer, daddy. Ah. Uh, he said, no, you, no, no. You need a lawyer. <laughs> so, so I threatened his profession. Ah. Uh, so one yeah, of my yeah. triggers is when somebody tells me I can't do something, it it, it, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. When somebody tell or, or question my ability to achieve capable? something. Yes, absolutely. That's a trigger. Yeah. That's a trigger for me. So uh, another you? another trigger is when I see people taking advantage of someone that's disadvantaged, mm-hmm. that's a trigger for me. It okay. Really, really, it really. I don't even know where it comes from, but it really, really bothers me, and, and it and it it, it, make, it makes me mad. That's a trigger. Sunshine is a trigger for me. Really? Yeah. How? It makes me feel good. Oh, I everybody, you, you got good triggers. No, no, no. You got good triggers. You got bad triggers. Okay. It makes me sunshine feel is a good trigger. Sunshine, for me. man. Absolutely. Listen, I I just found this out about grounding. So. Oh, you did. Okay, I see. So I take after I go work out. Uh, my, my, I work out twice a day. I work out at 5 a.m. and I work out again at 5.30. Okay. Right? You know, people are like, that's crazy. But um, eating certain foods is, a, is also could be a trigger to certain people. Uh-huh. Like and people, people sleep on that. Yes. Especially t- black community. Exactly, because we love to eat. So, so I take my shoes off. I take my socks off. We don't connect to the ground yep. enough. Yep. So, and people don't understand that. We don't get in contact with the sun, just your body touching the sun. All right? So I go in my backyard and I, I take my shoes off. I, I take my my socks off. I just put my feet in the ground and I just sit while my feet in the ground. It's it's very very peaceful, and uh, just try it. Everybody try it. Yeah, out. yeah. Like when you you when you your feet in the sand, you're gonna feel better. There's actually it's scientifically proven that yes. when you do that, it changes the physiology of you. Yes. I don't know if I said that word right, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, I got it from a guy uh, named Gary Brecker. He's the owner of 10X Health. Yeah. And uh, and I, I take vitamins from him. Okay. And, um, and and just studying how people feel and in, in, in their genetic makeup as well as as versus your genetic makeup versus your your upbringing. Okay. And we have to have a clear understanding of both. I, I don't want to get too deep into it. Right. Right. There's another time. Another time. Right. So emotional intelligence. We have follow the right people on social media. Yeah. Read the two books. Yeah. Give me another and, one. And, and just um, read the two books. Work out. Yeah. You, you got to work out. Always do what you say you're going to do. Now, tell me this before, real quick before we go. Well, how do you feel about jumping into a relationship without knowing who you are? That's, that's a mistake. Because you, you're supposed to be a whole person. Ah. And if you're not a whole person, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to follow. First, you're going to follow flesh. That's the first thing you're going to follow. All right. And then once you follow flesh, then you're going to have expectations thinking that you own somebody else's flesh, which is foolish. That makes no sense. You don't own nobody else's flesh. All right. They, they think they own your flesh. And then you set up a, a expectations of your flesh the same as you said you, you, you expect of your own flesh. Mm-hmm. And they may, you don't even know your own self. Yeah. So what are you expecting? And so eventually you don't have a clear understanding of what you offer or what you can bring to the relationship. And 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 so how did that person and if you didn't do that, if you don't know yourself, how you know that person? Wow. It, it don't make it don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. that's why we have a divorce rate over six or seven percent. Because people are jumping too quickly into relationships and too young in relationships. Cause I'm be honest with you, I don't know why someone in their twenties, teens for sure, or in their twenties get married. Because 
that, that's difficult, man. That's that's hard work. I know for a fact it's hard. Mm. So, um, and you're always discovering yourself. Yeah. You, you're never going to be, you shouldn't never be the same person that you was last year. Because mm-hmm. I've learned more. And everyone else has experienced more. And that's that's learning. So, as you go and as you grow, you're starting to discover more about yourself. Yeah, awesome. When I was a kid, I didn't have confidence in reading. Really? No, never did. Because they told me I had a difficulty of reading because I was diagnosed with dyslexia. So I had lower reading scores when I was in, in elementary. And uh, my mom was a teacher, and they said, oh, he got dyslexia. And they, they tell you, oh, he have hypertension. Uh, as you know, I am a hyper guy. But they didn't know how to teach people like me. They didn't understand how to teach. I didn't really get confidence until probably my junior year. Wow. So this was funny. I can have confidence in one area and don't have confidence in another area. I knew I was an athlete. I knew I could run fast. I knew I was strong. I had very much confidence in getting in front of people and talking to people. But if they gave me something to read, my confidence went away. So tell me, what principles and values do you live by? Help other people. The, the most important thing ever to me is you are here to serve. I feel that anybody that's in any position at all, you need to help someone. I don't care what you do. So the first part is you help as many people as you can. You wake up in the morning with gratitude because you woke up. Everybody didn't wake up. So if you woke up, you have opportunity to change. Mm. You have opportunity to do something with your life. So why are you upset about your life when you can actually change it today? All right? So I wake up every day with gratitude. So if I wake up every day with gratitude, why would I not choose love? Why would I choose hate? Ooh, yeah. you got that choice. A lot of people choose hate on purpose. Exactly. Why? So you got to ask yourself, why am I hating so much? Why am I so angry? Because they're not confident. But they got a lot of people have no idea. Why? Yeah. And it's so deep in their core because they've been raised by somebody that's angry and hate and they can't stand their life. Yep, it's a and pattern. They got hurt. A, they got a generational. Something yes, happened to yes, them that yes. wasn't right, that wasn't fair, and now they're mad and they pissed off. They never met their dad. Now they're they mad and they pissed off. They don't even know why. And they say they don't care, but they really do care. Yeah. People love saying, I don't care. They avoid their emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. They they And when you avoid those emotions, it, it builds inside of yep. you. Now you wake up mad. And then now you now you put that on your kids, and yeah. then they put that on you. Yeah. And you got a whole generation. Yeah. And you wake up with the distractions. You you wake up focused on distractions, mm-hmm. distractions instead of waking up focused on your blessing. Well, your blessing, the first blessing was you woke up. So if I wake up and I get out of the bed, and this isn't happening to me before, my knees are hurting, is in pain, but I, I still woke up. So I'm focused on, thank God I woke up. Instead of thinking, say, waking up and saying, oh, I'm hurt. Or you wake up and you you behind on your rent and you're mad. All your kids hooping and hollering and you screaming. But you were blessed with kids. Yeah. Some keep, some people are not blessed with kids. So it's all about how you look at it. It's nothing in life, nothing that happens in my life that's going to make me have a bad day. And I've been challenged on that. They say, what if your mom died? I said, my mom died today. Man, listen, that's, that moment is going to make me sad. But then I'm going to celebrate and be excited and happy that I was blessed with a mom. I love that perspective. And I'm blessed with a mom to, to, to this long. Yeah. You know, so it's all about how you look at it. I, I tried to tell my friends about, it was, it was a friend of ours that recently died. I said, bro, why, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all, y'all wanted him to go to heaven? You got to die to go. Yeah. So why you, why you not celebrating his life? Why y'all sounding so sad yeah, about he yeah. dead? We all yeah. going to die. Everybody listen to me. 
you're going to die one day. It's a fact. I, I, I'm no, not, for real, though. Then they going to say, you're wishing evil on me. No, 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 that's a fact. God put that in place. God put the place that people go on to have to die because he didn't want evil people to live forever. You ever never thought about that. So it's a blessing to die. Yeah. It's a blessing. So it's a so I when people die, of course I'm sad. I, I mean in the flesh so I'll be sad, but I'm not sad that entire day. I start to reflect on the impact that person made. All right. My one of my, my core values is impact somebody. Mm. So now I'm getting to a position where I say, I want to impact more. Okay, how many more people can I impact? What person do I need to become to impact more? Okay, I, I've impacted thousands throughout the years. It took me 20 years, 21 years to impact this many. How can I impact even more in less time? Yeah. And so how can I teach other people? What do I need to learn? What do I need to, the person I need to become? How do I need to speak? How do I need to communicate? One of the most important things you got to be able to do is communicate with other people. I heard the worst mistake you can make is assuming that the person you talked to understood what you were saying. Yes. Always assume they don't know. Always assume they don't understand. I don't care who you are. You can be talking to T.D. Jakes. Always assume he don't know. Mm-hmm. So at least deliver your message to where people understand. And to be honest with you, some people understand in different ways. You may be talking English, but you, they don't understand. Right. And it depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah. And even this information that we share and applies to females, because I know I didn't have emotional intelligence at one time. I was bad at the mouth and ready to pop yeah. off and this and that. But um, it's important to have those things because you control your emotions. You find so much peace in that. Yes. yes. So, 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 so much peace. That's the first thing you need to do. Especially going, I mean, you're a kid. You're still a kid. Yeah. Kids don't control their emotions. Right, so you understand right. Because they're kids. It's, it's a developmental stage. But once you get out of that cognitive development and, and you continue to increase, you should start to understand because this, this, this is a fact. And people need to understand this. Almost everyone going to eventually get their heart broke. They're going to be hurt. Yep. Almost everyone is going to suffer a loss. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone is going to have some type of... Um, some type of material financial issue. Even if you're filthy rich and you got, you're going to go through that type of financial emotion. So you know you're going to have financial emotions. You know you're going to have emotions about death. You know someday you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that's going to happen. You're, somebody, you're going to be sick. Somebody's going to be sick. These things, emotions, we know this is going to happen. Why would you not be prepared for it? Wow. You dropped so many gems. I'm just wow. saying. Yeah, so tap in with Carter. Where can they find you? All right. Listen, I'm called a bail bonds. Oh, I own a bail bond company, by the way. Oh, yeah, know that. but so, but that y'all not they not getting locked up. So you yeah. don't even gotta. Well, well, they're not getting locked up. <laughs> yeah. Somebody you might know get locked up. Call called a bail bonds. I'm in Lake Charles, Louisiana. But I go all over the state of Louisiana. I'm one of the largest bail bond companies in Louisiana. Also have real estate. I'm a real estate investor. So you can go to Carter Bail Bonds on all social media fl- platforms. Just Google Carter Bail Bonds, and this beautiful old man face will pop up. I'm not really old. You know what I'm saying? Just to some people. It depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah, I see some gray in that. Uh... My dad, listen, <laughs> if I'm talking to my dad, I'm not old. I'm talking to you, I'm probably old. No, you're not old. So you got a young spirit. I got a young spirit, and I try to work out, try yeah. to move around. Yeah. Work out, y'all. Work out. That's all you got to do. Okay. Work out. Uh, work out and read. Okay. Work out and read. Cool. Dude. I think I think we gave him some good information. Yeah. You think so? I liked it. This I hope cool. they apply it. I hope y'all Listen, apply I'm, it. I'm extremely, extremely proud of you. And this, oh, this thank is you. amazing. You you inspire me. I want to do something like this. And uh I need to really slow down and do this. This is really, really cool. 
I think the information you're giving. Yeah, these conversations need to be had. Much needed. I'm, I I know we we, we got to go, but I remember when you went to a certain high school here, and when you spoke, and you spoke, you just spoke your truth. I didn't, and you know what's crazy? None of that was prepared. Because you spoke, you just spoke your truth. Yeah. But the the emotion that you connected, you connected emotionally with those with those kids. And you can tell it wasn't a speech. It was an emotional energy mm-hmm. that was connected. Mm-hmm. They, they needed to. It was led by heard. the spirit. Yes. And they needed someone to tell them that it was okay, that you were experiencing certain things. They don't get that. And so they, they connected with you. And so so you you know at a young age is a gift. So that's great. That's, that's amazing. I'm proud of you that you know that. Thank you. Thank and, you. And you leading yourself toward that. Because a lot of people, they discover their gift and then – the distractions come in and they start focusing on fixing the distractions mm-hmm. instead of just staying focused. On right. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I hope y'all got some powerful information from this. Um, emotional intelligence can do wonders for you. If you learn how to master yourself, yes. if you learn how to become masterful over how you feel about certain things, what certain people do, how they trigger you, learn to start setting some boundaries, learn to start having the tough conversations. How do you set boundaries? You set boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I was blessed to uh, have the ability to tell people no or absolutely no. So um, I'm, I'm okay. Everyone can't come in my house. And you know that. How yeah. I feel about the energy that comes through my house. So I set boundaries. I know boundaries are very important. So I just I just tell them no. Or if I go to a place, I can feel the energy in the room. Yeah. And I just leave. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I just leave. Some that's people good. don't have that ability yet. But start looking at the people in the room. Yeah. Start start being aware of your surrounding, and don't just look at yourself, but look at the actual individual people in the room. Their their body language, and I studied body language. Their body language will tell you they 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 not good people right now, and so they just hurting right now. You can't help them. You you, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. So if you're a young man or a young woman, and you in a position to where you want to get better, you want to do better, you want to become more masterful over yourself, definitely get in contact with Carter in contact with me thank you for watching um like i said controlling emotions is a very beautiful beautiful thing once you do that the world is yours you have so much potential because you learn how to operate in life um you go to a a party and you see somebody you don't like you don't pop off at them you don't fight them because you're confident in who you are and that's another thing with emotional intelligence you have to know who you are so i encourage you to get those books your your homework tonight Go ahead and uh, assess that social media, you know, and follow those people that need to be unfollowed, those friends in your circle. You are the average of the five people that you hang around. So make sure that those five people bring out a good average. And I'll see you next week on another episode of Becoming.